All right, welcome everybody. We are at the end of May already. Summer is here, Jason and Amy. Aren't you guys excited? I'm ready. Hey. <laughs> yes, it's here. We're finally getting some decent everyday temperatures here in Michigan. None of this 40, degree, 40 degrees one day, 80 the next. So we're getting consistency, and I like that. Um, guys, just a couple minor announcements here before we get going. I guess not minor announcements. They're, they're pretty important announcements. Um, you guys know that Summit's right around the corner. You guys have a few days left here to qualify for your, uh, I, I, uh, your, your T-shirt. Um, you definitely want to get that done. You had the months of April and May to qualify for that, and they're going to be giving it to you at Coach Summit. I've had a bunch of people ask me why haven't they got their shirt yet. They're going to be giving it to you at Summit. So that way everybody has it there and doesn't forget to take it, and we all are wearing it. What is it, Friday, I believe? Um, it's a day that we're going to be wearing them at General Session. So um, that's got a couple days left, and as well as a couple days left of this month's challenge packs, P90X3. Um, at $180 and Turbo Fire at 140 So we're just wrapping that up here. Um, any other major announcements or, or important announcements, Jason, you can think of and I'm forgetting? Um, you know, I could still take a few team logos if anybody wants to submit their team logos for that T-shirt. Um, we've been passing around an email or just ask on Team Sparty, and we can uh, pass out a link for that. We could probably still uh, squeeze a few more logos in on that. Yep, so what Jason's talking about is we're putting together some team T-shirts for um, they're definitely going to be for the people going to Summit. We'll see what happens after that. But if you want your logo on there and you do have a team logo, uh, please get that to Jason. We posted it on several pages, whether you're with TLS or, or Sparty or Fit Union. Um, the instructions are on that. If you can't find it, Tag us on one of the pages, and we'll post that information again. There's specific instructions to upload that logo to Jason so he's not grabbing them from 101 different places like email, messages, and everywhere. So um, we're getting those shirts tidied up, what, probably this week, Jason? Yeah, it's in the final processes. Sweet. So get that get that logo uploaded. You've gotten probably how many of them already, Jason? Uh, there's at least 25 or 30, you know, but I'd like to see everybody that has one represented uh, showing up on the T-shirt. Um, it'd be a neat way to see, not only uh, give your team recognition, but show how all the teams fit together uh, to form, you know, the union and the Fit Club network. Yep, exactly, and that's who our our uh, Thursday meeting for. That's a great segue into our Thursday meeting at Summit. Uh, we went ahead and rented out the Hollywood Theater guys. Um, we're going to have a full packed house there, and what better way to see all those team logos on your shirt than at the at the at the meeting? Cool. So let's get to our speaker, Jason. Um, guys, we've got the privilege of having uh, Amy Silverman with us tonight. For those of you that do not know Amy, she's really rised up um, as one of our, our our top coaches in the network. She is one of the top ten coaches. Um, for the trip to Italy next year. She gets to go on the chairman's trip to Italy. She signed up in January of 2011. She was a 2012 and 2000 elite coach, as well as top coach in 2013, and number 25 in 2012. She's a Success Club 10 All-Star legend, um, and she's earned the trips for the Atlantis, Bahamas, Disney, uh, someone say Disney, and uh, Dana Point, California last year for our leadership event. Um, she's got the Success Club cruise under her belt as well. That that was this past March, 
and um, she's going to be in Italy, like I said, in 2014. She's six-star elite diamond coach and qualifying seven or eight-star here soon uh, for a combined ten stars. And more importantly, guys, she's just a really awesome person. I got to know Amy a little bit better at leadership last year. As a matter of fact, me, Jason, and Amy were on the little Team Beachbody Cup um, thing that they done for the the cup that came came in. Well, we got the whole well, we got to hold the cup and talk about what we would do with it. And Jason had a little fun with that, and I know Amy and I did too. So that's something that we, the three of us, done together at leadership last year. Jason, you got anything to add to that? Oh. Uh- um, no, I really don't want to take away from Amy's time. You know, it's just my experience of her is, like, uh, it's been really awesome. Of course, she's part of the uh, Barbie's Empire team, and um, I know she came in with a sponsor of Liz Queen, which I think is a personal friend, but it's just been so great to see her develop and come become such a great leader. And she's always a joy to be around, uh, very inspirational here talk, and has some great stories that she's overcome. So hopefully she can share some of that today. Absolutely, guys. One of the things that Jason's talking about, and I know I got a little choked up when I heard her talk on the uh, most recent Super Saturday video, right, Amy? Yeah. <laughs> that was that was that was pretty emotional. And she's um, set up team team set your soul on fire, or S Y S O F for short. That's her particular team. And without further ado, Amy Silverman, love to tell you talk to you a little bit about first tell you a little story and then. Jason and I are going to feed uh, play ping pong here and feed you a few questions. Okay, sounds good. Um, I first want to say thank you so much for having me on your call. Um, I I remember when I first um, learned who you both were, and um, Jeffrey, it was when for me it was when I was um, it was last summit, and you got you got the TO award, right? I did. I got that uh, that wonderful award. Very surprising. Um, humbled me, but yes, that was me. <laughs> yeah, and that was the first time I learned who you were, and that's also the first time I realized I won that award. <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, who is this guy?" So of course, I, you know, I started following you, and and um, you seem super cool and super down to earth. And um, I've said hi to you at a couple events and had some chats with you, and so it's been really cool um, to get to know you through social media and real life things. And um, and Jason is somebody who I was introduced through Barbie and has always just been somebody who's been really, um, like, edified in my community, in the empire, and has just always been really inspiring to me. And um, so thank you so much, Jason. I'm so humbled to be on your call. This is crazy. (laughs) But it just goes to show, you know, like, we all start off somewhere. When I first started off as a coach, you know, Jason was just, and Barbie View, they were just these names that I would hear and see on Facebook and all their success and be like, who are these people? And, um, you know, when I first started, um, Barbie wasn't, you know, she was already big time, two years in a row, top ten. And these are just not people that, like, I thought had any time for me or cared. But um, obviously that's not true because I'm on Jason's call now and Barbie has become one of my good friends. Um but, you know, I just wanted to share my story with you guys because, as we all know, like, the stories are what, you know, is is what's important about um, this opportunity in this community. And um, um, so what I always like to do when I'm first starting to – when I'm sharing my story, and this is something I like to say whenever I speak on team calls because I think it's really helpful for new coaches, is that if you're ever, like, stumped and you don't know what to do or what to say when somebody – 
like approaches you about Beachbody or your story or anything, the way that I always um, tell my story is I tell about what it was like before, what happened, and what it's like now. And so that's just basically what I'm going to do. Um, so before Beachbody, um, I mean, there's so much before Beachbody. You know, I only I started working out with Beachbody when I was um, 26. So I'm almost, I just turned 29. I started working out with Beachbody, I think, uh, it was a couple months before I turned 26, so I think I was 25. And um, it was kind of like that point in my life where I had overcome sobriety. I had been sober for uh, overcome addiction. I had been sober for three years. And um, I was kind of at that point where I was like, okay, now what? Like I, I, I accomplished one of the hardest things in my life. What am I going to do with the rest of my life? And um, for those of you who have hit 25, <laughs> And who, those of you who are, like, in your, like, early 20s and you feel 25 creeping up, um, you know that, like, there's just something that happens around age 25 where you're like, oh, shit, I'm getting closer to 30. And sorry if I curse. I kind of do that sometimes. <laughs> but I'm getting, I'm getting closer to 30. Oh, my God. Like, I'm not going to be young and cute for long. What am I going to do? And um, so I, you know, through – through thank God through sobriety, I found a love for fitness, and it didn't start off like like gung ho insanity like some people do. Um, uh, fitness wasn't something that I ever did. I did drinking and I did drugs. That's what I did. I did that from the time I was 13 till I was 23 when I got sober. That was my sport. That was my everything. Um, I lived for partying. I lived for clubs. I lived for hanging out with friends. That was my ho- my whole life and my number one priority. But um, something happened at around 23 where I realized that I was getting older. This was getting old. Um, my life was looking like crap. I was about to be kicked out of college. I was about to be fired from my job. And my then boyfriend had given me 30 days to move out. So in a matter of three days, I was about to lose everything. Um, my family had already disowned me from, like, not from their lives, but just, like, financially, like, I was on my own. And so something had to give. So... I got sober at 23, and then three years later, through, you know, just changing my lifestyle habits, like I started riding a bike to work, and I stopped drinking, and I started mindfully eating, but I didn't really know much about health. Um, I just kind of knew the basics. I had gone from a size 16 to a, um, around a 13, 12, 13, I would, anywhere between a 9 and 13, depending on the brand of clothing, and so I was feeling good. I was feeling more attractive, um, and I had met my now husband, and we started just kind of like keeping each other accountable. We started running. I, I lived in Eugene, Oregon at the time, so we had the brief pre-Fontaine trail, so I started running. I started going to YMCA. I started really liking fitness, um, but it was just something that I did because I wanted to, you know, to maintain my weight loss. Um, it wasn't like my lifestyle. It was just something I did because to replace, you know, the bad habits I had. I still ate whatever I wanted, um, and so, you know, I was always fluctuating between, like, a 9 and a 13. Um, we moved to San Francisco, and that's when things really got bad for me and my health. I started working for a celebrity chef who um, is holds, like, the number one pizza championship award in, in the world, um, so I started working in a pizza joint with, like, um, high-end pizza, which I'm so, I think it's so bizarre that I'm going to Italy because, like, he was the number one wood-fire pizza place in San Francisco, so I'm really excited to be able to taste authentic wood-fire pizza in Italy, and I never thought in a million years when I was waiting tables at that restaurant that I would ever go to Italy, so for me, it's like, 
I don't know, it's like one of those like little like winks from the universe. I'm just like, ha, oh, that's so awesome. And we're actually going to be in San Francisco after Summit, and I'm going to go see him because he's he's a big inspiration to me. One of those people that just believe in you. Um, so I was waiting tables and eating lots of cheese and eating lots of pizza, and I was under a lot of stress. Um, for those of you who have been to San Francisco, you know that there's a lot of um, – you ride the Muni everywhere. You're around people all the time. It's very loud. I lived in a 500-square-foot studio. It was very small, cramped living quarters. Um, my face started to explode with cystic acne, and I started to explode. I was just bloated. I was just sad and unhappy. I would call myself fat every day. Like, Kevin, a day would not go by that I didn't complain about my body, and, like, he would hear, I'm fat, I'm fat. And I was just so sad and just so depressed. I didn't know what to do. I was going to the gym. Um, I would wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning and walk all the way up the hill in the fog, all the way up to um, Crunch and take these classes. I would take a class in the morning, take class in the evening. I would go to school full time. I was waitressing. I was like so, I was just, I just wanted to lose the weight so bad and I just couldn't and I didn't know what was wrong with me. I would spend tons of money at the health food stores trying to find all these different ways and plus on top of that I was trying to find all these different ways to overcome my acne. I would like crush aspirin and try to rub it on my skin and it was just like I was just a mess and I just it was it was just a really hard time for me. And so like thinking talking about it is just like really brings back those emotions. Um it's just really hard when you aren't happy with your body and the way you look. It's just it's you don't want to look people in the eye. You don't feel confident. It's just it's a terrible way to feel. So Excuse me, I get emotional. I'm not a pro at telling my story yet, so and I have to practice for Summit or I'm going to be a sobbing mess on stage everywhere. But um, I'm a crier. I've always been a crier, and I'm okay with that. And um, so what had happened was I started following um, this chick friend requested me that I went to high school with. I didn't really know her. She was a year younger than me, and but I knew her name. You know, like when people are younger than you in high school and you know who they are, but, like, you don't really know them or really know who they are. You just know their names. So she was younger than me, and um, she knew me because I was older than her, and apparently, like, I had a reputation at <laughs> my old high school, and so everybody knew who I was. And um, a friend requested me, and she saw that I was, like, working on my fitness journey and she started supporting me and she was on her fitness journey too. She was doing Power 90 and I was doing Crunch. And so we would just go back and forth and she really wasn't trying to like coach me or anything. She was just getting started. She was just a discount coach. So we were just supporting each other. And um, one day she posted this transformation video where she had lost like 30 pounds doing Power 90 and P90X. And I never had heard of P90X or Insanity or any of that stuff before because I haven't had cable since like the dawn of time. Like since I moved out of my parents' house, I've never had cable. So I didn't know about the whole like, I would hear P90X, but it wasn't something like that I even noticed or anything like that. As I said before, fitness wasn't like my priority. Um, I wasn't really into it. I just was like one of those gym people. I go to the gym with no results. And um, so... I was like, what are you doing? And because I had no, nothing had budged. I, was, I had not lost any weight. Nothing had changed. I was the same. And she had lost 30 pounds. So for those of you who are on your journey, and hopefully you're sharing it, hopefully you're making connections with people along the way, and you have the right intentions. Because if you're doing Beachbody and you're drinking Shakeology, you're going to get results. And for the most part, you're probably going to get better results than most people. So hopefully you're sharing your results because there's a lot of people like I was who are sitting at home who are not getting results. Um, so I messaged her and I was like, what are you doing? I need to do this. So she was like, oh, I'm doing P90X. Um, we decided that P90X would be better for me because I was, I was going to the gym. So I did P90X 
And those 90 days were, like, the hardest days for me. I couldn't – I was not in shape at all. I couldn't do planks. I couldn't do – Abrabur X made me want to, like, tear out my, my – like, my abdominals. My hip flexors would die. Like, it was just terrible for me. Um, I have a video of me doing PNDX when I first started, and it does not look like the videos I post today. Like, it's so embarrassing. But, you know, we all start somewhere. And it wasn't for having a coach and the accountability of the challenge groups. I would have never followed through. And I was one of those people who would not drink Shakeology. I was just like, I can't afford it, no. And she would just support, she supported me through the program anyway. And then they had this special where if you signed up as a coach, um, you could, you could get, to, if you signed up with Shakeology Home Direct, you become a coach for free. So I can do math, you know. So I was like, okay, well, this will save me money, I'll do this. And so then I committed to 60 days of Shakeology Insanity. And I went from um, a size, um, I think I finished P90X at a size, nine and in 60 days I was down to a two and I was the thinnest and fittest I'd ever been in my life I don't even think I was that thin in middle school I've never my weight for my whole entire life like the smallest I'd ever been was like a six or a nine I've always been a curvy um full-figured girl so like to be a size two and lean and fit and wearing extra small and smalls was just bizarre to me and it's still bizarre to me um I just ordered some dresses for Summit and it's size small from the internet. Like, I never thought in a million years I could confidently ever, ever, ever do that. It still blows my mind. Um, so then, you know, since I have gone through a pay-for program with my sobriety, for me, like, it wasn't even, like, a question. It's like, what do I have to do next in order to make sure that I maintain these results? Okay, I have to pay it forward. Like, for me, it was just, like, this is these are the rules. Like, these are, like, life rules. If you ever want to be successful at what you're doing and keep what you've worked for, you have to give it away. So for me, it was intrinsic. It was just like, well, duh. And um, so I just worked my business like I worked my sobriety. And I just concentrated on how many and helping people. Um, I started getting success club right away. I went to my first Super Saturday event as an Emerald coach, and I saw all the recognition. I saw the free trip. I was like, oh, my God, I could go to Bahamas. I had never traveled before, ever, um, except to see family. I was one of those, you know, broke college st- students that could only go home twice a year. That was my only vacation because my parents would pay for my tickets and I could stay with them. And so to be able to go somewhere for free like that, which to me was just like, oh, my God, how do I do this? So I figured it out to hit Success Club. Okay, I can do that. And then I started dreaming bigger because I started seeing all the success stories. And I was like, oh, my gosh, look at all these people who are, like, making all this money and all this freedom and all this stuff. Like, well, I want all this. Like, I was living paycheck to paycheck and living in a shoebox. Like, I want, I want all this. So I just started doing what people started telling me to do, and I started following directions. And it took me a really long time to follow directions. Like, I was one of those people who was like, I can do this myself. And no, like, you don't need to do that. Just follow directions. Like, I just started really um, doing a lot of personal development. Um, Personal development wasn't something I did before. I started doing that. And um, I qualified for the Bahamas trip and the room upgrades. And um, for me, that was huge. And I just want everybody to know that, like, for my first eight months, I only hit Success Club 5. I was not one of those people who was hitting Success Club 30 and 50 like I am now. I was hitting Success Club 5, and I was just, like, you know, going through the motions and just making sure that I was hitting Success Club. Um, And I even missed it in that November, and I still remember that one month I missed it. But I hit Success Club 10 for my first time that October of 2011, and it was when I hit Success Club 10 that I realized, like, wow, maybe I could do more with this, and so I hit Success Club 10 October, November, December. I qualified for the Atlantis trip, and um, at the time, I was still going to school and waitressing, 
boss would boss would not give me the time off to go to Atlantis, and I was making just enough to afford to pay my bills at that point with Beachbody, and I pretty much was like, then, you know what, I quit. And it was the scariest thing I ever did, but a bunch of girls in the Empire were quitting their jobs, and I wanted to quit my job too, and it probably wasn't, you know, the most um, uh, responsible thing I ever did, but that's not really how I operate. <laughs> I, am, I am the kind of person where I jump before I think, and I think it's been really good for this business because I'm one of those people, my mom used to always call me a bull in a china shop, I will run through things knocking it down before I learn anything, and, and I enjoy living like that. I don't really care about making mistakes. I like failing. It's For me, it's fun. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. The next year, so that I came into 2012 as a, you know, I quit my job. I went to Atlantis full-time. I hit one star that week. Um, I remember that week, I you know, I met people like Lindsay Matway and Scotty Hobbs, who are still pretty new coaches. Lindsay was top 10, and I was just, it was so inspiring, and, and, and that trip changed everything. And so then I went to my first summit that year as a, a two-star, as a one-star diamond coach. I learned about all the recognition. I saw the people on stage. I was all the way up in the nosebleeds, and I was like, I want to be one of those people one day. Next year, I'm going to be on that stage. So um, a fire was lit under my butt after summit. I finished the year um, top 25 two-star elite coach. And then the next year, um, I started off the year as number 18 in the company. And quite honestly, I wasn't really going for top 10. Most Mostly people were pushing me to go for top 10. I really, you know, I'm one of those people that I'm very motivated by fun. And so when I was, when the pressure was put on me to make money and to advance in rank and to push people, I really got demotivated. So there were, there were periods in, in 2013 that I was going for top 10, but mostly I was just focusing on my team and helping them make money. And, yeah, I don't know. Um, I just want everybody to know that, like, you know, if you're sitting here and you're listening to this call and, like, you're thinking, like, you really want to be elite this year or you really want to end this year as a premier or you really want to go for something, like, it's not too late, you guys. I was number 18 in the company all year last year. I only went up to 14 the last two months of the year, and I only took top 10 in the last week or two of the year. So I always told my, I told my team all last year, and I'm going to tell them all the rest of the year after Summit because some, after Summit, that's a big push. The third and fourth quarters, like, that's a big push. That can make or break your 2015. So um, it's not about how you start this business. If you're just restarting or you're just getting started um, or if you think it's too late to, like, finish the year strong, it's not. It's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. And so um, what I really just want to suggest that if uh, um, you're listening to this call and you're thinking, like, and you've already put those goals that you had set at the beginning of this year on the back burner, like, bring them back out and go for them. Because, you know, I really didn't – top ten wasn't motivating for me, so what I focused on was helping as many people I could be successful in my fourth quarter – um, was selling P90X3 as I could, and that volume is what got me to the to the number 12 spot. And then some divine intervention happened where, you know, um, I got put in the top 10, which I was not expecting. Um, the phone call from Michael Neiman was very surprising to me. I almost fell over. Um, and, yeah, I'm currently at number 10 still, and it's not really a goal of mine. I'm, I'm one of those people that I really like to enjoy the moment, so I'm really enjoying top 10 this year. Um, but my team is just on fire. And um, if you follow our SYSOF hashtag or me on Instagram, like, you know, like, we, we're, just, we're just having fun. And I just really hope that if you aren't having fun with this, you figure out what you need to do to make it fun because this is supposed to be a fun business. Um, well, for me, it's fun. But I hope that was um, good enough of a story for you guys to go off of. <laughs>
No, that was great, Amy. And I, I wrote down a couple of things here just because I wanted to revisit a couple of things. And the the first one was um, you described something that we hear, you know, so often, and it's some sometimes a turning point for a lot of people. I know it was for me when I kind of started my journey back in 2008. Um, I know Jason um, went through, you know, a divorce way back in the day, and that was what, you know, kind of kick-started his fitness journey. But you, you described about hitting a wall, you know, in the mid-25 and, and finding that inspiration in, in a, a fellow coach or, you know, you guys didn't even really know what you were doing at that time. You just know you were supporting each other. That's that's so important um, for you. You basically had a why at that point. You know, you you basically found a fire. What would what would be the one thing, Amy, that you would tell our, our callers? You know, for those people struggling to find, um, you know, find that reason to really go all in like you have, because what you're what you've described is somebody who started off like so many of us. You know, wanting to know a little bit more about this business, see what's possible. To somebody who said. To hell with you then, I'm going to quit my job and go to the Bahamas, and you were all in at that point. What would you say to somebody who is still trying to decide if Beachbody is the right thing for them? A big, big thing for me, that's such a good question, a big thing for me was figuring out my priorities. So I never intended for this to be my number one career. I was in school to do matte painting for movies. I'd always wanted to be um, an artist. An, an art director was my goal when I first started um, working this business. Um, but what I realized is that um, I would have time. What I actually realized is that my dream wasn't to be an art director. My dream was to travel the world and do photography. But when I told my parents I wanted to do that as a kid, it, I was told that's not going to make you money ever. And my dad's a doctor. He was like, no way. And so that just never happened. Like, I was, that was out the window. So I had to figure out something that was going to make me money, and but for me, also make me happy. So I had to make my dad happy, but I had to make myself happy. And so I figured out that, you know, if I can just replace my waitressing career with Beachbody, then I could have a lot more time to focus on my career you know, in my real life, my real job, right? And But then as I started to work the business, I started to real, become more passionate about Beachbody than I was what I was going to school for. And I didn't want to just throw eight years of school down the drain without a degree. But then what actually ended up happening was, there was I had a falling out with my father. And I no longer felt the need to make him proud. And so I was kind of like, <laughs> I was kind of like, like set free. And at that point, I realized like, I'm going to do what I want, what makes me happy. And what made me happy was Beachbody. And so I was like, I want to do more of that. So I dropped out of school, and it turns out, like, all the skills that I learned in college, like, really paid off with Beachbody with the, you know, with all the marketing and the creativity stuff. Like, I was able to really use that in, for Beachbody. So it's not like it was a waste. Going to school and staying in school just to, because to finish it, that would have been a waste. Doing Beachbody, I mean, I feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And not only that, but, like, now I'm having time to do all the things I love. And what's, what's happening? I'm traveling the world. I just came back from Belize, like, for my second time this year, going from not ever being able to travel to, like, I've been to Belize I'm twice this year. I've been on a cruise. Um, you know, um, I'm pretty much I'm traveling every single month for the rest of this year um, to places I never thought I'd ever be able to go. And it's just because, like, I was really focused on really what I really wanted, not what people told me I needed to do, but really I really wanted to be out in my life. And that was just to be to travel and to do my photography and to just, like, 
be free. And Beachbody offers that. Like freedom is what you get. You get the freedom to do whatever you want. So I think it's just really important that you really pinpoint your priorities, what is really important to you, and to understand that this opportunity can give you that. If you just put in the work first. I mean, for the first two years, I only concentrated on this business because I, I knew that if I just got to where I needed to get financially with this business, that I could pull back the reins a little bit and really focus on the things that made me happy. And so there was a, a huge time period where there was a lot of imbalance and I worked 24-7. But now, like, I have complete freedom. I live in an effing, like, vacation rental in a resort town. And for the most part, like, my life is pretty carefree. But, you know, you have to really buckle down for a couple of years to have that kind of life um, and to really know what you want out of this opportunity and to know that you can do it if you're willing to work for it. Um, so um, I hope that is the answer that you wanted. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> that actually segued into my, my next question, and I'm going to turn it over to Jason for a second. You know, what, what you just described, it segued perfectly about, you know, you have the ability now to – um, I, I talk about this on my business opportunity call about every single week that one of the greatest things that I enjoy being a full-time Beachbody coach and having the success I've had over the last five years is not so much the, um, you know, the, the financial freedom. I mean, that's obviously great, and I know that you will agree, Amy, that, you know, not having to worry about bills and not having to worry about that is, is, is God's blessing. But my favorite um, freedom now is the freedom of time. Um, time to do what the hell I want, when I want, with who I want, where I want, and how I want it. You know, and obviously a big part of my time is spent building my team and interacting with my coaches and helping my customers out. That's what the good Team Beachbody coaches do. But the ability to be able to go to my son's, um, you know, lunch hour period in the middle of the day or go attend one of my daughter's track meets right now, that's just, it brings a tear to my eye because that's just what a lot of people, I think, especially ones listening on this call, is shooting for. Having that ability for you to be able to go to Belize twice this year, you got you know you're going to have the freedom of time. Obviously, going to Italy um, this summer, I'm going to be. Uh, I think I'm going to be in Europe right along the same time with you, Amy. We're going to France and in England about the same time, so we're going to be over there together. But describe what that that feeling is like being able to, you know, now in your in your 20s have the ability to do what I think most people will never have the ability to do because they're they're okay working that 40 to 60 to 80 hours a week, working hard to make somebody else's dreams come true versus your own. I mean, describe what that means to you to have that freedom. Well, you know, what happens when I go and I travel places, and for the most part, I see a lot of, like, elderly couples, and I talk to them, and, you know, these are people who have been working, it makes me so sad, but they have been working their whole lives for this one vacation, you know, and I'm sitting here at 29, like, this is, like, you know, I'd, I'd already been there that year, and to meet people who, you know, they get stuck in these jobs, and they work so hard for retirement, and now, nowadays, it's not even, like, you don't even, they can take it away from you any time, you know, and it just really makes me sad when I see that, because, I think, like, wow, you could have just, like, been able to do this your whole life if you hadn't been promised this, quote, unquote, security of, like, a job. And I actually have a huge passion for, for really helping young people get started in this opportunity. I really try to market towards, like, 18 to 25-year-olds because to be a 29-year-old and to be making six figures and to be able to travel and to be able to do whatever you want when you want to do it is kind of, like, 
a fantasy. It's like you can't even, I can't even, like, put words to describe how it feels. Because for the most part, like, right now I'm sitting on my deck in the middle of the woods in this beautiful town watching the sunset on this call. This is my job. And it's like, how do you describe how this feels? Like, for the most part, I don't even know how this feels. I feel like I'm floating through, like, uh, like this is an alternate realities. Sometimes I still don't. It hasn't really hit me. And I don't know when it will ever hit me. But I just feel like helping more people do this. Like, that's pretty much all I feel like. I just want more people to be able to experience what this is, you know, and to be able to do this and to understand that, like, you have an unlimited potential if you just lock into it and you just focus and stop and, like, drown out all the TV and stop, like, going into the media and just, like, stop wasting your time with all that crap and start really focusing on yourself and and spending a lot of time on making yourself successful and a better person. Um, I will tell you that... I don't know, like, it's just, I'm just so grateful. Like, I don't really, like, I can't describe it. You guys are just going to have to do it and feel it for yourself. Like, I just can't explain this, and I can't describe this. And, and, like, I just made a video recently on my YouTube if you want to check it out. It's called, like, You Never Arrive. Um, You just don't ever feel like you're done. At least I don't ever feel like I'm done. I feel like I'm just getting started. And some people will look at me and be like, oh, you're a top ten coach. I don't feel like a top ten coach. I feel like Amy. (laughs) I just feel like myself. And I just, you know, I did it. I got top ten. And now what? Now it's time to pay it forward and get more people on my team to top ten. And so I don't know. It's just like one of those things, like if you really want to see what this feels like, you guys, you have to do it for yourself and you have to put in the work. Like it's, there's no better feeling than, than than like experiencing what you've been working your whole life for, what's been on your vision board, to be able to be living in your vision board is just incredible. So I'm so emotional. <laughs> no, and I love the emotion, Amy. That's that's what makes our calls, I think, so real. And we have, you know, so many people listen to our recordings and such. It's just we, we, we like to do that. Um, we like to find the people who are passionate about this. And there's a lot of you listening tonight who are newer coaches, um, not to rehash all this, but, you know, you're not sure what to expect from all this. And that's okay, you know. Everybody's going to have their own why for being a Beachbody coach, but I can guarantee you, that if you're on this call tonight, you're more than a discount coach. You you want something more from it. But until you decide that you really are all in, until you decide that you hear someone's story like Amy's or Jason's or mine or Lindsay Matway's or, you know, some of our own successes, you know, in our, in our own team. Uh, we just had a new millionaire come out of, of our, our network today and, and Keith Callahan. You know, until you hear those stories and really relate to them, that's when the fire is going to be lit for you. That's when things are going to happen. Um, you can't just go through the motions and expect it to happen. You've got to have that fire. I love what Amy just said, how she never feels like she's really done. I can relate to that. Um, you know, I don't ever want to settle. I hate the word content. That word just pisses me off because I think too many coaches get content and they forget about what's still to be done. And you guys can achieve the same thing and have a lot of fun doing it. Uh, Jason, man, um, how you feeling, buddy? Oh, I'm good. I love the emotion. Um, and, you know, in many ways, I think um, Amy here is a testimony to uh, doing drugs in your 20s. Because, like, I just I love <laughs> the woman that she's become, you know, and she's free-spirited and 
she's kind of like not letting some of like the family issues that she's had hold her back and if she decides she wants to go to Belize and have 20 friends come out there um, to support her it's awesome but I think you know the main thing that impresses me is just her ability to tap into having fun like after listening to her speak I want to join Team Set Your Soul Inspire because, like, I'm all about fun, right? And she's totally speaking, I guess, to those promoters or that old Sapphire crowd. But, um, you know, she's done the work and she knows what it takes and she can support because she's also a, a Pearl supporter. So she can, um, you know, feel that and tell people how to get it done. Um, yeah, I've got a ton of questions written down. But I think more important than that, I think Jeff touched upon something there is like sometimes, well, Amy is all about passion. And so if you hear her speaking, you feel that passion, you want to be part of it. You know, as she saw Liz getting in shape and she wanted to be part of that. So she speaks about passion, having fun and accomplishing her like her life's dreams, living in, you know, resort town. Um, Jeff, on the other hand, maybe was having a harder time tapping into his passion but found something that he really got ticked off about he just said and you know, I think that's what happened to me today is like somebody came on one of the posts that I put and said you know nobody explains how to do this business and, and they don't tell you what it's really all about and I'm like are you fucking kidding that's ridiculous I mean there's so many great leaders in this company and that give of their own time and you know, when I feel like I'm not done yet, it's just about wanting to help other people accomplish their dreams. So I don't know. I, for some stupid reason, I just want to share this. The last person that posted on the thread says, uh, Jason, before I became involved with this great company, I had heard the word mentor but never understood it. But since becoming a coach, there have been so many that have offered their time and shared their knowledge. It's the complete opposite of the corporate rat race. And that... I don't know what that means, but it just really, to me, ties into what Amy is saying. And so it's like, you know, when I close my eyes and I think about what I want to be remembered by or become, it's like it's that person that can unlatch that door to the cage that most people are stuck in. And I just don't, I don't know anybody that embodies that more than Amy. Absolutely. I think you just Thank basically you. know Amy. <laughs> Well, you know, I think that's so funny you say that because I always say, maybe to myself, but I say this to myself maybe, um, <laughs> that I felt like a zombie when I was, you know, just working and going to school, working and going to school, you know, same thing day in, day out, day in, day out. And I definitely feel like um, through, I, I always say, I remember saying this to a new coach, I know it sounds cheesy, but accomplishing something like insanity for 60 days, and I didn't miss one day, um, for 60 days and finishing that program really shows you that you can do anything and it was that program like that, that showed me like wow if I could just I could do anything I mean I overcame addiction I didn't die and I did insanity and I didn't die <laughs> so I could do anything and um, it's just so true and it's just like you know I really do feel like there's a huge I, I have a huge passion for the millennials and the kids who are told, like, go to school, go to college, and you'll be successful because it's not true. Um, and, I mean, some people are, I'm sure, but then they, you know, like like uh, Jeff said, like, you know, time. You, you don't get the time. You're like, yeah, you, you, I was trained by my dad but to, like, go and be a lawyer, work 80 hours a week, and then you get the money. And he works 24-7, and he still does, and he probably will to the day he dies. And even when he was supposed to be with his family, he was on his phone working, and I, I just did not want that. 
And, you know, what's really cool is that, like, you can be present in your life and still be making a huge impact and still be making a buttload of money. I'll probably be making more than my dad in the next couple of years, and I cannot wait till that time comes. Um, but, you know, I feel like I have a lot to prove. I feel like, you know, I took 10 years off my life when I was 13 till I was 23 to get it all out of my system and rage it. And then when I, you know, got sober, I realized, like, okay, now i got some time to make up for. And I feel like I did a pretty good job. And, and I feel like there's a lot of people out there who, you know, really want to be challenged and really want to work and really want to be successful and are really passionate and they just don't know how. And I feel like Beachbody is fun and I feel like there's so much to strive for and there's always people raising the bar and there's so much that you can do to push yourself. And if you like a challenge and you like, you know, to impress yourself and you like to see what you can do, like this is the kind of company for you because like it's just so much fun to achieve your goals and like when you become an elite coach and when you become um, a top 10 coach, the way that you're treated is not any way that I could ever imagine anybody could ever get treated by any company. Um, and it's just the recognition and, and, the, and what they do, what they put into the, this company, what they put into taking care of us coaches. Like, um, when I see people complain, I'm just like, wow. Like, <laughs> just, I don't get it. Like, I feel so spoiled, and I really feel like we all deserve that. And I feel like even if you aren't recognizing the company, we recognize each other, and, and we do a really good job at, at, at raising each other up. And I just don't think that there's any other company like that out there. And if there is, um, I don't really care because I'm like I'm beach body through and through. So um, it's just I'm just so grateful to be on this call and I'm just so grateful to be a coach. And I just think that, you know, if if a door opens for you, like walk through it and don't close the door in your own face. Like don't cut off your nose to spite your face. Like do this thing and just don't ever, ever quit and just do your best. Like I seriously do your best and forget the rest since P90X. That's what I say in my head all the time. And um yeah, that's just, like, my, my life mantra. Like, I just do my best. Even on days where I think that, like, oh, I, you know, I didn't work hard enough or I didn't do good enough, I just hear Tony Horton talking to me, and I'm like, okay, I did a good job. So that's all i got to say. <laughs> well, not to make you jealous, but we're actually going to hear Tony Horton talking to us live next week, uh, Amy. we got him coming to Michigan for an event, so we're pretty excited here. That's awesome. Yeah, next uh, Friday I pick him up at the airport and we get to hang out for the night and then Saturday's our event. So it's going to be a good next weekend. Um, awesome. Awesome. So, Jason, do you have anything other, um, more, or I'm going to take a question or two from the page before we wrap up the call? Yeah, I think Amy should write a book. I've done so much personal development and it's mostly about being happy and expressing emotion. It's like, you know, she embodies that. She really just does it. She really, she just gets it. I don't know if that's from your recovery process that you talked about or whatever, but it's really, really intelligent. And it was awesome to hear you say, um, you know, that from the time you moved to San Francisco and stuff, you really had a lot of body images. And I think when people see your pictures, I had a hard time, like, doing a picture that or picking a picture to promote the call that wasn't, like, too sexy and to be offensive because, like, she's just such a beautiful woman. Um, but it's really neat to see that, you know, at one time in your life you really despair and really hated the way that you looked, and I think that's super inspiring to to anyone that, you know, here's your call, here's your message, hopefully, you know, we're going to save this call and it'll be available as an iPod download and everything else, but I guess the one question that I have, and, and if you do that, you're going to be successful in this business, the one question I have is you mentioned, you know, 30, 40, 50 success points a month, and most of the folks on this call you know, unless you're in the top 10, 
doesn't understand what that's like. So I guess one the last question I have for you, and maybe we can open up to the phone lines, is, you know, how do you logistically manage, you know, that many? Because if you're doing 30 success club points, that's a new coach every other day. So do you have tools that you use? I know um, Denise likes to use the applications. Are you using applications? Are you using some sort of CRM? How, how do you manage getting that many points and responding to that many customers, I guess? Well, at this point, most of my time is spent answering messages and emails. Um, I don't. I used to have to go out and really find my contacts. Um, it was hard for me in the beginning, just like it is for everybody. So don't think that like you're just handed this on a silver platter. Um, but uh, while I was working my warm market and Facebook and all that, I was learning how to build my social media hand in hand. So um, I was learning how to market myself in a way that people would want to come to me so that I wouldn't have to go and find people for the rest of my life. And um, so I get a lot of messages from people. And how I handle the volume is it's really mindset. And it's really just how I feel, I, I, how I look at myself and how I look at people. And I really feel that people um, need to be responsible for themselves. And I don't feel that I am, um, first of all, I don't have a, I don't feel the need to save people. I think a lot of people think, like, they feel the need to save people. I am very comfortable with people thinking that I may not be the best coach. Um, I don't care if, what people think. I think that, you know, people need to take the control of their own lives in their own hands. And I feel like I am just, you know, um, a, a product of, you know, the universe just giving these people a, you know, a chance and like extending my hand to people and I'm giving them, I'm, I'm opening up to the tools and I'm giving them support groups and I'm giving them, you know, if they need something, they can always message me and ask, but I'm not going to do it for them. And it's, it's, it's the same concept of like, you know, sobriety or anything that you do that's hard in your life. It's like, if you're not going to do it, like nobody's going to do it for you. You know, you have to do it for yourself. And so I really, I prefer to empower people I don't, I don't like to be a manager or whatever and be hounding people. You know, I'm very comfortable with letting people be on their own journey. I have a lot of coaches on my team and a, and a lot of challengers who fall off and re-sign up and fall off and re-sign up, and it's okay. It's okay to be on their journey. It's okay for them to take as long as they need to take to figure out that this is for them or that, you know, they can accomplish what they need to accomplish. Um, so I'm very disconnected from the emotions when it comes to that because since my life was so hard and everything I've done was so hard, um, I really feel like if you want it, like you have to work for it. You know, it's like these are the tools. Here's your support system. Now you have to do the work. So I plug everybody into the same system that I was plugged into because when I started as a new coach, all there was was accountability coach, uh, groups. And I really, you know, was really all about helping support everybody in my group. So I tell my challenges, I'm like, look, if you really want this to be um, something that you're successful at, you need to spend most of your time supporting each other. And so I just really tried to build um, a really, like, a team, a tribe, like, with, with my support groups and with my team. And if you ask anybody on a team set your soul on fire, like, we are all about helping each other be successful. There's no jealousy or anything like that. Like, we are all about, like, pumping each other up. And so I just think it's really important that if, like, you do have a high volume or if you want a high volume that you do, it starts with you and it starts with you as a leader and it starts with you how you treat people and what you think of them because if you think somebody can't do it, they're, they're going to pick up on that. So I just really try to empower people, let them know, like, look, 
you're an adult, you can do this. And um, these, this is what I do. Like, why can't you do it too? And, um, you know, and then I just let them off like little baby birds and let them fall from their nest or fly or whatever. And, and, and I'm just here when they need me, you know. Like, I'm, I'm not I, – I run my business completely different than a lot of coaches do. And I'm pretty, you know, hands-off, but at the same time very hands-on. And um, I don't know, my team and my coach and my challenges feel like I'm very present. But at the same time, I feel like I, I am also not very present because I want them to have their own journey, and I respect that. And I respect, you know, where what they're going to go through and how long it's going to take them. And I do not expect everybody to have a transformation. I do not expect everybody everybody to be a rock star. But for some reason, when you let go of expectations of others, they, they seem to rise up more because they want to show you and prove to you that they can do this. So that is how I handle things, at least. <laughs> yeah, no, that's incredible. Um, it's almost sort of um, kind of a tough love, you know. It's like, hey, if you're not willing to do the work, like there's nothing I can do to empower you. And I recently had a call with uh, Becky Brissett and Christina Degato and um, Amy down there, which is basically just, you know, they're, they're it's Team Miami because they really own that area. And, like, I'm asking them, like, what do you guys do to train? What do you guys do, you know? And they're like, you know, we just, we preach the um, the common feel, you know, the environment, the community aspect of it. We make it fun. And, uh, you know, in doing that, if you, you're motivating people, and when you motivate people to do well, they're going to go out and figure out, the way to do it. And like you say, if they drop off and they come back, it doesn't really matter. As long as they stay excited about it and they're motivated, then they will figure out how to make it work for them. So it's unique that you kind of, you both feel the same way and it's obviously both working for you. Oh, that's not an accident. Uh, <laughs> it's not an accident. I'm from Miami. I'm born and raised in Miami. Oh, Becky okay. and, and Christina are like my, my little soul sisters. Like, I don't. I'm not going to say it's a Miami thing because, like, not obviously not everybody in Miami is successful, but um, I definitely think it's the culture. It's definitely like a tough love kind of city. Like, you either you you have to defend you defend for yourself if you want to live there. <laughs> it's a it's a very different place to live and grow up. So I think that's really funny that you say that because it's complete. It makes complete sense to me and probably to Christina and Becky too. <laughs> Well, I guess uh, that's the second book you can write after your personal development and just having it all together uh, like you really seem to do. And this is a weird uh, fact, but, yeah, I just got, like, my mortgage pre-approval letter, and I'm actually looking at a, buying a house on the same lake as Becky and Christina. So um, that may become true for me, too, here in the very near future. Um, awesome. Well, I don't really want to occupy or um, manipulate any more time. Like, let's go ahead and let the callers um, ask some questions of you because, I mean, their questions are more important than mine. Yep. So what I'm going to first do, guys, like we always do, I'm going to unmute the lines. I always like to give the option to the people unmuted um, with the ability and not being scared to ask some calls before we go to the page. So those, those um, questions that are on the page, hopefully you guys are listening and you're willing to ask them live. Um, but before we do that, like usual, please self-mute your lines right now if you don't plan to ask a question because that just uh, keeps everything much quieter and we don't have to hear everything going on in the background as you're listening. So please self-mute your lines. Uh, do that now, and I'm going to unmute the lines. 
All right. Is there anybody out there that wants to ask Amy a live question or have any uh, feedback for her? It'd be awesome. There's some great feedback on the page. Share it live. We always have a shy group, Amy. <laughs> always. They're going to force me to go to the questions that they post. Well, this is Erin. I don't have any questions, but I just want to say thanks for sharing such an honest story about your sobriety journey and how you got to where you are today because that's pretty inspirational and, and I really heard that come from a group call before. So thanks. You're so welcome. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, Loretta wants to know what are some of the key activities, Amy, that you do um, to duplicate your success down to your team? I mean, what's been the most effective way for you to energize, motivate, and engage them to, to strive for your, the same success level you have? That's a really good question. Um, well, I had to actually um, create I, the, at leadership in September. Shalene Johnson did this big talk on uh, systems, and I was like, "Oh my gosh! Like she's so right. I don't have a system. There's nothing that's duplicatable within my organization." And I knew that I needed to get to work. So when we got home from leadership, we created a system that we, that could be duplicated within our organization, starting from a new coach signing up all the way to diamonds. And so basically um, we came up with a new coach checklist, which we already had, but we kind of like refined it. And um, we made a really kick butt one. And um, basically all of our new coaches are just really, you know, um, they're, they're supposed to do the exact same thing. They're supposed to do the new coach checklist, do a GSR call, and then they get their new coaches and it's a new coach fast track group, which starts every Monday. So Kevin, my husband, he runs the new coach fast track every Monday. And now every 60 days, I'm running a push to diamond group for the team, which they have to apply to get into. So I have right now, I'm in the middle of one and there's about 40 people in there, and I do that every 60 days, and you have to be Emerald to um, get my time in that group. I won't, I don't do that, I don't participate in the push to, to Emerald groups because um, I feel like, I don't know, it's just they need to work a little harder to get my time. Um, so basically it's just like, you know, it's just a, you just keep going. It's just, you, it's a well-oiled machine, and you just don't stop. And um, and then eventually, like, everybody just starts to catch on. Like, I can't even tell you, like, today on my team call, we did the Success Club shout-outs. And literally eight months ago, that list was maybe, like, like a quarter of that size. And, and our volume, too, is just blown up. And it's just I really do feel it's because we created a system of duplication within our organization. And now, like, we have coaches in our downline hitting Success Club 50 and just things I had never seen before. My income literally, like, more than quadrupled in the last six months. Like, I, I, like we had another record week this week, and it's all because I just really tried to make a system that, like, literally speaks the lowest common denominator and is like, okay, this is what you need to do if you want to be successful, and anybody can do it. They just have to do it. And when I was a new coach, it was just like, hey, Shell Shakeology Home Direct and get success club and yay, and that was all I had. And so now, like, there's a, there's a complete system where if whoever there is out there who really wants to be successful, they can just do it and be successful. And um, and then, yeah, lots of recognition, 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 like recognition until your head falls off. Like, you can never over-recognize people ever, 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 ever. Send people stuff. Do it on your wall. Do it on your Facebook. Like, I don't care what Facebook thinks. Like, recognition till you're, like, you can't recognize anymore. Any type of recognition you can find, just do it as much as you can. Um, and that has been huge for my team. Like, since we are a bunch of fun-loving sapphires, like, recognition is, like, motivating as hell. Free stuff is very motivating. And so, 
my team just thrives off that. Like, they just love it. And so, I don't know. You have to also look at your team and the kind of person you are and the kind of per- people you attract and see what them, them because there's some people in my team who don't function under recognition and they don't care about that stuff. So you have to really figure out different ways to, to do things to, to motivate different personality types as well. So, um, yeah, that's been huge for us in the last eight months. Like, our, our team looks completely different today than it did in September. Awesome. Man, great answer. Um, I got a private message from somebody that wants to know, you know, you, you'd mentioned 30 to 50 success club points some some months. How, you know, Jason asked, how do you keep track of that? Um, Aaron wants to know, where do you find the uh, the, the points? How are, what's your best tools to, to keep the uh, pipeline full, she wants to know? Um. I use Instagram. Most of my coaches come from Instagram. Instagram is my main, main spot. But I do have all my social medias hooked up. I do recommend studying me if you if you want to learn how to do that. Um, my, my handle is at Amy Silverman Fitness. If you do want to learn how coaches who are successful through Instagram and Facebook and YouTube are, like I recommend copying them. Um, I learned from studying other coaches on Instagram who were successful um, and getting close to them. And um, so basically, like, one time Carl Deichler commented on my Instagram, like, always inviting, and it's really funny because I am always inviting. I'm always posting um, stories. I'm always posting personal stories. I'm always posting about, like, thought-evoking, like, quotes and thoughts and things to get people's minds kind of spinning, and I get messages. I probably get – I get messages on a daily basis from people wanting to join my team and wanting to, to lose weight. Um, so, and wanting to get in shape and it's, and they don't just follow me on Instagram. They follow me on Instagram, my Facebook, on my YouTube, like they follow me everywhere. And it's because I'm consistent on all three. And it's really important to do it with this business. It is consistency. I don't take days off. Even when I'm having bad days, I am always on my Instagram. I'm always posting on my social media. It is my job. Um, but I also enjoy it. I love it. It's an outlet for me. I was doing YouTube and vlogs and blogs and, and all this stuff before I was a Beachbody coach. So for people who have problems with that, I don't know. I, I, I just think that you need to make it a lifestyle, just like brushing your teeth. Um, if, if you, you know, you wake up in the morning, you brush your teeth, you wake up in the morning, you post on your Instagram, like, <laughs> it's just the same, like, you have to be consistent, and you can never over post on your Facebook like page. I try to post, like, all the time to build up my affinity, and, um, it's just really important that you're just consistent across the board, and you're constantly posting different things to attract the type of people that you want, and if you're trying to um, market towards people who want to work the business, that you're posting a lot about the business. I did a post today. You can check on my Instagram where I'm sitting on my couch with my two dogs, and I did a bunch of success stories, and I posted a little about myself, and it wasn't even like a fitnessy type photo, and I got like 10 messages in my inbox wanting to join the team, and four coaches who were on the fence signed up, um, and all my my um, challenge group, so they upgraded to coaches. I love the 21-day fix. They get results in three weeks. They feel empowered. It's a, an amazing program. If you're not doing the 21-day fix and you're not doing it with your with your coaches and you're not doing it with your team, you are missing the boat completely because it can turn somebody from a customer to a coach in three weeks. It's insane. It's insane what it's done to my body, and it's insane what it's done to my, my customers' bodies, and it's just like it's an amazing, amazing program. It's just changed everything for me personally, so I'm behind it 100%. Like, I love it. Awesome. Awesome. More question. More question, and then we are going to get you back to your uh, to, to your husband and your family, and and and, and go on with our, our evening. And appreciate you joining. 
Um, Rachel wants to know, aside from a team meeting, you know, what is the one thing at Summit that you would recommend, Amy, not missing? This is from someone new going to Summit for the first time. Um, well, my first two summits, I didn't even see the pool. Actually, my first summit, I didn't even see the pool. I didn't even go outside. I was inside the whole entire time, going to trainings, going to the meetings, going to the workouts, going to the parties. Um, I was 100% focused on my business. Um, I treated it as a business. I treated it as an investment. I treated it, I was not joking around. Um, my second year, I spent a little bit more time hobnobbing with top coaches and stuff like that since I had um, – gotten to know a lot of them and a lot of us had kind of grew up together in the business and so I did spend some time doing that but again I was at the workouts I was at the trainings I was you know at all rehearsals and everything um so I just recommend that if this is your first time going to summit like you treat this like a business um event this is not a party this is not some place to go and get drunk and to make a fool of yourself um as far as I'm concerned um you know even though that these events are do have drinking and they do have parties like this is business treat it like a business hold yourself like you know a successful person would and go in there with the right kind of mindset and go in there wanting to come out of there um you know changing your life not going out of there being like oh my god i'm hungover um i you know last year i was very disappointed with a lot of coaches on my team who who partied instead of going to trainings and at the time i didn't tell them but now that I'm a top-time coach, I can complain about it all I want. <laughs> and, um, you know, I told my team this year, like, if you're going to Summit, like, you better be at all the trainings and you better be at all the events and you better not sleep because that's why you're going to this and that's why you're spending the money. So take it seriously and come out of there like a freaking rocket and shoot out of there and finish the year freaking, like, I don't know, like, super coach. Like, because what you do out of Summit is really the third and fourth quarter is going to dictate what the first and second quarter is like for your next year. And so if you are slacking off third and fourth quarter, you're going to slack off the first and second quarter, and you are not going to see any growth in your business for a whole entire year. And that's the way this business works. It's a quarter-by-quarter, year-by-year business. It's not a day-by-day, week-by-week business. It's like do the vital behaviors every day, um, and click butt this year so that you are reaping the benefits next year. Um, I know there's a lot of coaches who rise up super fast, but that's not everybody's story. And for the most part, that's really a very small handful. And so for those of us who have grown their business slower, like I have, you have to understand that you have to be in it to win it, and you have to be 100% focused and laser focused on your vision and your goals every single day. And it just you cannot take a break until you have reached your goals. Like it's just you have to work for it. So. That was me being Mommy Amy. <laughs> oh, that's a great answer, and I couldn't agree with you more about why you're at Summit. Um, that's just perfect because that's exactly the way that I think most of the leaders feel about why they're there. Um, it's not a party, guys. Summit is something very serious to me, and it's something that I leave with uh, a lot of fire in my belly, and, and I agree, couldn't, agree, couldn't agree more. Jason, any final comments before we close it out? Yeah, you know, unfortunately, I think the venue being Las Vegas kind of gives people um, different ideas about that, you know. But I know when I was going to, like, the big corporate Christmas parties, you know, back in corporate America, and, you know, they'd have open bar or whatever. It's like, hey, you know, I can have a drink an hour if that's what I want. But, you know, I'm not here to get trashed and drunk and make a fool of myself because, you know, I want to leave the right impression on the bosses and the colleagues. So, I agree with what Amy's saying is you really need to have that mindset when you go to our summit, you know, even if it is in Las Vegas. And hopefully um, there's a new venue change this year, which maybe can be more um, conducive to that environment. 
Um, I can confirm there probably will be a new one for next year. See, Jeff knows like secrets and won't tell us. Um, I think we're good. We're we're at an hour. I really appreciate Amy coming out here, you know, and I kind of led her in uh, some of the Facebook um, announcements that, you know, she's always super inspirational, very emotional. She's got a great story, um, you know, kind of the come from behind kid and, you know, just super awesome, successful, and gorgeous now. So uh, you lived up to every word of that. Thanks so much for being on the call and inspiring us and everybody else. And like I say, this will live on, uh, you know, beyond tonight because we definitely make it available as a podcast and everything else. So thank you so much, Amy. I, I know that I didn't have a lot to do with, like, the way you've come up or whatever, but um, just because we've known you since you got started, like, I truly feel proud of, you know, who you are and what you've become. So thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me on the call, guys. Absolutely. And, Amy, if you want to share this call with your team, we uh, we do make all of our calls available to not just our team but the whole entire network. Um, we have a couple ways to get them. You can go to Team Leadership Calls with an S, teamleadershipcalls.com, and grab the MP3 file and listen to it live at your desk or whatever. Or if you're a podcast person, we have created a iTunes channel. Just search for Fit Union, and you can see all of our calls and you can listen to wonderful Amy Silverman on iTunes. So all of our calls are out there, Amy, if you want to share that with your team. Okay. Thank you. Awesome. Everybody have a great night, uh, and we look forward to talking to you guys next week. Um, Amy, thanks again for for, uh, for joining us, and um, look forward to seeing you in just a couple weeks here at, uh, at, at Summit. Can't wait. <laughs> awesome. All right, everybody. Everybody have a good night, and we are going to wrap up the call. Take care, everybody. Conference muted.